Chabiso Musia on SAFM. And let's welcome all the way from the UK, Jim White, who joins us on the line to look back at the career of Wayne Rooney. Jim, good evening. Thanks again for taking our call here in South Africa. Good evening. Yes, what a career it was. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, thanks. Before we get into Wayne Rooney, Jim, Man United are sitting top of the log after the new year or in the new year. Would you have expected this before the start of the season? Definitely not. I think it's a, a remarkable turnaround. Um, I don't think they're going to win the league, though. I think <laughs> Manchester City look very, very ominous. Uh, Manchester City have a great defence, brilliant midfield. Uh, Manchester United are punching above their weight at the moment, but for United fans, it's been a long, long time coming. And what's been key to that good run, in your opinion, Jim? I think it's been a... a collection of things. Um, Bruno Fernandes, a huge uh, important person. Marcus Rashford scoring goals up front. Latterly, those two have slightly gone off the boil and it's been other players come to the fore, like Paul Pogba, like Luke Shaw, like Harry Maguire, the captain. So I think that there's a a collective sense of of getting on board uh, with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And I actually think his tactics have been really important. I think some of his decision-making uh, has been very, very high level. Um, and particularly against Liverpool, the way he deployed Paul Pogba uh, to uh, keep an eye on Andy Robinson, uh, Robertson was really, really important. So um, I think there's a number of things that are, that are coming together for United, but I still think they are ultimately flawed and not good enough to make uh, a full title charge to the end. So if they can't hold on, what would make a good season then for them? I think it'll be a good season, but it won't be ultimately a title-winning season. I think, you know, they've got a chance maybe of winning a cup. Um, maybe they could win the FA Cup, but they're not going to win the league, I don't think. Oh, you know, listen, I may be wrong. Who knows? <laughs> but it's good to even have that discussion. Yeah, and you probably hope that you are wrong on this one. But does <laughs> does Ole need to win a cup just to buy time? And I I think it's very important to get back in the Champions League. That that was a big loss, not mm. being in the the next stage of the Champions League. The Europa League is a terrible long haul. It doesn't make <laughs> as much money for the club, and they need him back in the Champions League. So I think provided he gets into the Champions League. I think his position is safe. Okay, let's talk about a former Man United star, now a United legend, surely Wayne Rooney, who has retired. For you, um, firstly, did you see the retirement coming or was it brought forward by his permanent appointment at Derby? I did see it coming. I think uh, you could effectively say he's been retired for about four or five years since he <laughs> went to America. That was semi-retirement, wasn't it? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I saw it coming. He's definitely had ambitions to become a manager for some time. He's been getting his qualifications. He's been waiting. He's been biding his time. And I think he probably felt that once he'd become permanent manager, it wasn't going to be possible to carry on playing. He needed to watch from the, uh, from the sidelines. So, yeah, it's been there for a while, yeah. And why does Derby seem to be the right place to start for these young managers? 
That's right. Frank Lampard <laughs> started there a, a, a while yeah. ago. Uh, it's a good point. I mean, for Derby, of course, it's great because they get potentially very, very good managers coming in and, and, and looking after them. I mean, Lampard didn't get anywhere with Derby. Uh, he just um, got his credentials in place. You know, we've seen it also uh, uh, with Stephen Gerrard at Rangers. Listen, yeah. I'm sorry about that to uh, anybody at, uh, um, in South Africa who's a Rangers fan. Um, but it's, it's, it's going and proving yourself um, in a place uh, with, without quite the pressure of the top of the Premier League. Um, and I think, I think that's what uh, Rooney is looking to do at Derby. He's looking to prove himself. By the way, we're all Rangers fans here in South Africa because we've got one of our own <laughs> Bongani Zungu there in that midfield. <laughs> but... I'm so sorry. Listen, I apologise. <laughs> accepted, accepted. Let's I talk... don't apologise, but I do apologise because it's true. You know, going to uh, Rangers for Stephen Gerrard was an opportunity to prove himself yeah. away from the hurly-burly of the Premier League. Let's talk about when Rune is playing career now, Jim White. Where does he rank in the club Manchester United's greatest players? Well, without doubt, he's one of the finest. He's in the top ten, I would say. Mm. Uh, you only have to look at his record. Across 13 seasons, he won five Premier League titles. He won the Champions League. He won the FA Cup. He won the Europa League and three League Cups. That is a collection of medals that is really, really hard to argue against. And the point was that he also was absolutely central in a lot of those victories. You take the FA Cup win in 2016. Manchester United fell behind against uh, Crystal Palace and he grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck. He was so determined to win an FA Cup winner's medal. Um, He actually created the goal with which they equalised before going on to win. He, he He was really influential as a young player in that Champions League winning season of 2008 when they also won the league title. Okay, for those who are just Without joining us... Without doubt, he yeah. drove them. Okay, if you've just joined us, we are talking to Jim White just to find out, uh, to get his uh, insight on Wayne Rooney's career. He has retired. We are old folks. If the players that we were watching are retiring and now becoming managers, hey, the years are going. But let's take a voice note. You can send them to 61 Good evening, everybody. You guys are listening to Dumiling from Middleburg. Ah, uh, man, this is going to be a brilliant show. I'm a United fan. Um, slightly disappointed that we didn't get three points against the Scousers at Enfield, but we're still above them, so uh, that's proper. Um, so, Tabiso, I want you, I want you to ask your guest there. A lot of people, including myself, feel like Rooney didn't actually reach his potential. Uh, most of us feel like. Um, he did not possess the hunger that Cristiano, for example, possesses. Uh, is that true, or is it uh, is it a criminal opinion? Is it criminal of me to think so about Wayne Rooney, um, our legend there? Thank you very much. Good evening, Taviso and the team. What a, a striker we are celebrating today! Ever hardworking and pro- prolific striker who can score at any angle ever had working and it's good time so to see former uh, players becoming managers and coaches development wise i think it's going to help a lot and i wish all the best in his coaching career 
Thank you, Shoti, and thank you, Itumilang, for those voice notes. Jim, there was a question asking whether Wayne Rooney, there's no doubt that he's a legend, but did, has he hit, did he hit the same heights as Ronaldo at United? It's a good question, Tavito. It's a good question. And uh, when uh, Rooney joined Manchester United in, in 2004, Ronaldo was already there. And many looked at the two of them, they're roughly the same age, I think they're only six months apart, looked at the two of them and said the potential to become the greatest player in the world was there in Wayne Rooney. Nobody saw it in Cristiano Ronaldo. Very interesting. You know, I remember reading a piece with Rio Ferdinand when um, Cristiano Ronaldo announced in the dressing room at Manchester United that he was going to win the Ballon d'Or. And there was a sort of little bit of amusement amongst some of the senior players. Uh, You know, come on, you ain't that good, mate. Um, But they all thought that Rooney was. Ronaldo, however, had an absolute single-minded determination to become the best player in the world. Rooney was a very, very gifted and very determined player, but he didn't have that absolute drive to get to the top. And so, whereas uh, uh, Ronaldo sacrificed everything to get to the top in terms of, you know, his diet, in terms of his fitness, in terms of uh, he wouldn't touch alcohol and so on, Rooney never did make those sacrifices. I'm not suggesting for a moment that he wasn't supremely fit athlete, but he wasn't on the same level as Ronaldo. And ultimately, he didn't achieve what, Many thought he was going to when he first arrived on the scene as a 16-year-old in 2003. However, I'm going to say one thing about Wayne Rooney, which I think is intrinsic in that. I think that when he was 15, he was already a grown man. And in a sense, his development from there on went along the sort of path would normally take for somebody four or five years older than him. So I think by the time he was 22, 23, physically, he was 27, 28. Ronaldo, however, didn't have that same physique that uh, that Rooney had as a young man. And he developed later and therefore extended his career on. And I think one of the things about Rooney was that the, the final four or five years of his career. He wasn't as quick. He wasn't as sharp. He played in a different way, whereas Ronaldo was still as quick and as sharp and as fast as he was when he was 18. And I think that the physical decline, and I don't know whether it's to do with his body type or whatever, Mm. was the, the, the critical thing with Wayne Rooney that stopped him getting to the very, very, very summit of the world game. Okay, let's take a call from Deb and Scully. Good evening. Thank you for calling us. Good evening, Tabiso. A good move, man. Let, let's go abroad here and there now and then. Good move. <laughs> and uh, hello to Jake White there. I mean, Jim. Mr. Hi. Yes. Sir. yes. Uh, as for Wayne Rooney, I think it, it, it's good for my side that he's in the top 10 with the, for Manchester Club because uh, I think he deserves... Sorry about that. I think he deserves it, sir. 
Great stuff. Thanks, Scully, for that Thank call. Thank you. Good show. Thank you, Scully. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And let's remind you, Jim just mentioned Wayne Rooney arriving on the scene. This is one day where I remember exactly where I was when I was watching this game. Gravison forward. Rooney. Instant control. Passes his chances. Oh, brilliant goal! A brilliant goal! Remember the name! Wayne Rooney! It's Premiership history. The big league's youngest ever goal scorer signals his arrival on the big stage with a breathtaking goal to end Arsenal's unbeaten run, surely in the final minute. So there you have it. That's when Wayne Rooney ended Arsenal's unbeaten run. I've been reading Arsene Wenger's book, actually, as somebody who follows Arsenal, and he makes reference to this goal, the 16-year-old coming from nowhere, scoring this goal. I think it was Clive Tidesley, if I remember, who was the commentator there, if I remember correctly. Never forget that. Jim, I'm sure you also remember that. I think that's the goal that introduced him to the, to the wider audience. Yes, it was. Uh, Wayne Rooney remembered the name, and we all did. <laughs> um, the thing about that was, though, it goes back to what I was saying before. He was 16 years old, yeah. but he was like a man on that pitch. The power with which he hit that shot, that was a fully developed player already. And I remember when he went to the Euros in Portugal in 2004, oh, oh. when he was only 18, and that was remarkable what he did for England at that. Are those the Euros where he got injured? That's right. And what happened in those Euros was in the group stages, there was a game against Croatia where Rooney just played like he was playing on the street. He, he was extraordinary because so many players playing for England in, in the past had been weighed down by the expectation and so on. Rooney just played with total innocence, as if he was a kid on the street, and he was brilliant. He scored two goals. And I remember genuinely, I was at that game, watching that game, and I remember genuinely thinking, this guy is going to take England to their first trophy since 1966. And then he broke his metatarsal in the quarterfinal. England were beaten. He, he had to come off the pitch. England were beaten by Portugal. And that was it. Sure. At yeah. that moment, when he was 18, I genuinely thought that this was the greatest player I had ever seen at that point. And he really seemed to have a good... Re- oh, how do you describe his relationship with Sir Alex, who plucked him from Everton all those years ago? Why did Sir Alex and over the years have to say about Wayne Rooney? They had an interesting and slightly complex uh, relationship. Um, I think Sir Alex always expected Rooney to deliver. And therefore, he was quite hard with him when he didn't. He was not shy of giving him a rocket in the dressing room. He understood that Rooney had a very, very stout mentality which meant that he could take aggression from the manager. So he often used him as the scapegoat for his anger. And I think Rooney, I think Rooney sometimes wondered whether the manager really respected him, but the manager undoubtedly did. But he used him, I think, as a way of encouraging the others uh, to show that nobody was above 
um, being uh, um, told off in the dressing room. He seemed to be the person who was on the edge of a lot of Sir Alex Ferguson dressing downs. <laughs> but there was a reason for that. Ferguson understood that he was mentally up for it. <laughs> Let's go to the lines that we've got. Ah, the wise man himself, KGM, good evening. Thanks for calling us. Good evening uh, and, and compliments to you, Tabiso. Thanks. Good evening to Jim. Let, let, let me ah, put a bit of a spanner to, to this. Mm-hmm. You know, in England, we, 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 or maybe overseas, England in this case, talking Wayne Rooney, mm. you, you've touched a bit of Ronaldo. We can go to Lionel Messi and, and Neymar and so, and so forth. What is it that, I mean, I look at those, those talented, naturally gifted players, and, and, and I come back home, whether you're in South Africa, you're in Africa, West Africa, you're talking Nigeria, you remember the likes of OJ, uh, JJ or culture and so forth. Mm. What is it that we're lacking in Africa? What is it from, from the, the administrative, managerial, to, to even on the, on the pitch, on, to, to players? Um, Wayne Rooney wa- was a problem child to some extent. The, there was a big figure in his life in Alex Ferguson. Do we have or do we lack the likes of Alex who would see a Steve Lukoleya as an example, a Jabupule for an example? I just want Jim to, okay. to just match I that and see if, if we, we can have something that we can learn. For, for, so that when we talk about Wayne Rooney, yes. we, can, we can build our own Wayne Rooney here. Great point. Great point there, KGM. And by the way, Steve Lukoleya that is talking about and Jabupule are two of our most talented players. They went overseas, but they came back. Steve Lokolea was on the show. He said it was too cold in Holland and he didn't like the food, so he had to come back. <laughs> and Chabupule had just his own issues also. He came back from Austria. Let's just take Tiger in Bethlehem before we get Jim to answer. Tiger, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Uh, thank you for taking my call and hello to the listeners of uh, SAFM. And uh, to the guest, uh, Jim uh, White. I-, I like the way they affected uh, Wayne Rooney and... Uh, what is his name? Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. were growing up, that mm-hmm. when Rooney started to slow down, and Cristiano Ronaldo, his speed was, you know, still the same as if he was a young man. You know, for me, I mean, I don't know what he studied in life, uh, Jim White, but he, mm-hmm. I think, if he was a coach, he would have been a dangerous coach because <laughs> if he can dissect that in the players individually and exploit those weaknesses, I think he would have been a dangerous mm-hmm. coach. But I, I just wanted to know that what 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 do you think might have been the weakness of where what is his name uh, Wayne Rooney? What made him to be a bit weaker when it comes to speed and what kept? Re- oh, oh, sorry fast. about that, Tiger. But we we're losing you. Okay, let's start from there. Jim, do you have your coaching badges? Because you sound like a coach. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> um, but uh, before you start disparaging. Um, South African football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I uh, I was talking to a Leeds United fan the other day, mm. um, and I said, well, "You've got a, you've got a bit of a problem at centre back at Leeds currently. You're doing, you know, exciting team uh, uh, under Bielsa. It's very exciting, etc. But you've got a problem in defence." He said, "If only we had Lucas Radby, we'd be fine." <laughs> So I think there are still uh, South African players uh, who are regarded at the highest. Um, regarding in, yeah. in England, uh, rather be being uh, among them. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that go into the creation of a, um, a, a, of a superstar player, uh, as your caller was mentioning, you know, Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo. 
one of the things is um, a competitive environment with your peer group. So that if you are Lionel Messi at Barcelona's um, development ground, you are playing with the finest young players in the world, and therefore you learn from them and you strive to be better than them and you learn from the coaches who are coaching them. And that is a, a, a big, big advantage over a system in South Africa where you, you, you don't have the best players in the world. You know, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, these places can attract the finest in the world. So uh, Lionel Messi was the best player in Argentina, went to Barcelona age 14. You know, they're able to bring people from all over the world. Well, in South Africa, you're not able to do that. So you haven't got the kind of collective peer group, nor do you have the, the, the finest coaches. And I think it was a very good point that was made by your caller. The relationship between Sir Alex Ferguson and Rooney was critical because Sir Alex Ferguson, Rooney is, 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 uh, comes from a background where he was a street lad. And, and everything was about living for the moment. Everything was about enjoying yourself, going out, having fun. And I think that Sir Alex Ferguson was the one who concentrated his mind on looking ahead, on planning, on thinking, on, on, on preserving his body, all those things. And so I think, uh, you know, there are the, the, those are the two main reasons why the, the, the best are concentrated in the best. It's to do with having the, the, the environment that creates internal competition and having the best coaches to look after the players. Yeah, and on Twitter, Tulani says the structure of the clubs with coaches who are responsible for big responsibilities. They like to develop a team than win after some time and here it's results uh, that matter. Yeah, and we've seen, I mean... There's this boy at Everton who was here a couple of years ago. Um, what's his name? Katleko, the one with the with the big hair. He was actually here in South Africa. I watched him playing for the Everton. Oh, uh, um, what's his name? I'll, 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 I'll remember. Davis, eh? No, not Ben Davis. I'll remember his name now. But let's just take a couple of uh, voice notes as we wrap up our conversation about Wayne Rooney. What a player. Yo, man, I have so much respect for this guy, man. What a career. What a professional. Yeah. I mean, I have seen him uh, uh, even when he, he uh, recently played for Derby County. I mean, he was performing very well. You could see him, the way he poses the ball, his shooting ability. I Wayne Rooney, what a legend. Uh, and uh, I, I can only wish him... Uh, and uh, the best uh, of his uh, managerial career at Derby County. Uh, I'm sure he will come well there. Uh, yeah, he will do well there. Uh. Good evening, member. Good evening, member. Please ask your guest, which one does he think is Wayne Rooney's best ever goal? For me, bicycle kick versus Manchester United. Maybe <laughs> it's because of the emotions that I have towards that goal. Antimogash, Gondon, Pretoria. 
Okay, thanks for that. I've just remembered him. Tom Davis. Tom Davis was here in South Africa a couple of years ago with Everton's youngsters. They played in an under-17 tournament here in Gauteng. And I was so, uh, it was so nice to see him then making his first team debut because we remembered him from the tournament, some of us who had attended it and watched it. Jim, best goal? Or is yeah. that too easy? <laughs> the best goal? Of Wayne Rooney. Well, I, I think... Uh, I saw him score from the halfway line <laughs> against West Ham. Uh, remarkable. I mean, his technique, his ability, his power, what, you know, as, as your caller just said, what a player, what a combination. Um, I think the overhead kick against Manchester City was remarkable. Um, the athleticism, power and so on. But the goal that I always remember was against Newcastle United about 2006, something like that. And he was having a full-on argument with the referee. So oh, yes, standing yes. by the referee, rowing, yes. furious. The referee hadn't given the decision. And Rooney was venomous, shouting at the referee. He suddenly sees that ball is, is free right by him. So he just turns away from the referee, picks, gets, gets the ball, takes a couple of paces forward and volleys it into the top <laughs> corner. Absolutely extraordinary. That was against Newcastle United. And it seems to me, it kind of sums up Wayne Rooney. He was, he, was, uh, he was so full of a kind of internal fury. <laughs> and what he was able to do was use that fury to drive him on to be a remarkable footballer. I actually remember that goal very well. Let's, <laughs> let's give the last word to Sir Alex Ferguson. Let's hear if his top three goals will match yours, uh, Jim. Well, all derbies matter, but this one matters more than most. It could have a really big impact on the title race. He mobilised himself to hit the ball the way he did. It's unbelievable. I think that's the best, to be honest with you. Scholes finds Nani. One-on-one inside letter again. There's Rooney. Overhead kick! Oh, my word! That's amazing! That's sensational! In the context of the, the, the importance of a game, and how he to the changes his um, body position. But I think that's the best goal I really do. I think the, the goal against Newcastle was the anger. He hadn't got a decision <laughs> of the referee. He chased up towards the referee and we made the attack and the ball came out him and he thundered. He was taking it out in the referee. That ball got the, the referee's head there and he absolutely thundered it. A real unbelievable hit. No, but... And the goal West Ham, of course, from the, the halfway line. <laughs> uh, Jim, he's got the same goals as you in that <laughs> order. Wow. Well done, Jim White. You really know your men united. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always nice to be uh, to, uh, to to agree with Sir Alex. But, um, I, I actually saw all of those goals. I saw them live. And there were those rarities where everybody in the press box just goes did that just happen <laughs> no that didn't just happen you know you couldn't believe it it was so remarkable wow jim it's been a pleasure talking to you once again here in south africa so many people enjoying our conversation but we're going to have to move on thanks for always finding time to speak to us we really appreciate it no problem Teresa. see you soon
Thank you, Jim White, there from the Daily Telegraph. Also has um, his own radio show, and he's a sports journalist, but focuses on Manchester United. And he's got a couple of books, right, Katlejo, about men united. So you see, you can become a journalist and support a team. That's exactly what Jim White is, and there are a lot of them um, overseas. Let's uh, just take a quick breather, and then we're going to remember the great and the late Abdul Bamji.